The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks, go. Your Vancouver Canucks are one of the most goddamn exciting teams in the NHL. Could also add one of the most exciting players in the NHL who might be on the trade block. Find out next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 happy hump day and welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily Hive and also your co-host here of Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into the episode, we got to thank you. Yes, you and you tuning in right now for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, before we get into it, I also got to shout out FanDuel, baby. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Cha-ching! Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Coming up on today's episode, you know what? The lot line, they keep doing their thing. But the second line, could they use a boost? And is Trevor Zegris? Trevor Zegris, could he be that guy? That's the lead for today's show. Uh, we also want to talk about the biggest, sexiest player in the NHL, Tyler Myers. Damn. Getting it done for your Vancouver Canucks. Big Sexy is back. And finally, we'll end the show talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not a preview, but do they miss the former Canucks who are now with your Vancouver Canucks. But before we get into all that, let me introduce someone who likes the color blue a lot more than the color yellow. Kyle Bowen, how you doing, brother? Hey, screw this, Kyle. Let's talk about this, Kyle. Okay, the first comment coming into the show. I love this team. I'm telling you, man, not only is Hope back, but you are back. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to you and you and you and you and you. You know, you feel like yourself. Why? Because the Vancouver Canucks are actually for real. Uh, they're respectable. Uh, the, the league respects them. We respect them. We love them. And uh, they're doing the most. I said that 50 times last night, but they're doing the most. And this is real. It really is. And that's why we're talking about trades and acquisitions and being buyers. And now we're talking about Trevor Zegers, a, a player that I'm not going to say could be coming to Vancouver, but I'll say this. He could be coming to Vancouver. Straight up. Never, never, never say never. And I think the Zegers conversation is interesting now because, again, a lot of lines back together. You don't have Pedersen and Miller down the middle together anymore. You have Miller because Pedersen is basically playing wing on that line. You have Miller and you have Pew Suter, who, again, guys played well, deserves, you know, at least some kind of look at second line center. But I don't think Kyle, neither you are, I think he's the long term answer. Could Trevor Zegers be the long term answer now? With Trevor Zegers, I guess some of the smoke there is that. You know, Adam's making moves, right? They've already traded for Cutter Gauthier, so they got another high-end forward in their lineup. Uh, they sent out a high-end defenseman in Jamie Drysdale. Trevor Zegers, they obviously haven't been that impressed with the season. I think his game has become more well-rounded this season under new head coach Greg Cronin, but his offensive production is cratered. He's got four goals, seven points in 20 games. Yeah, his defensive metrics are a bit better, but this is a guy who had 60-plus points the last two seasons. Now he has seven points in 20 games. Uh, I don't know if it's a buy low situation, but it might be a situation where Anaheim is looking to move on from the player. Bring that to your Vancouver Canucks. Again, they got a need for a second line center. Maybe there's a spot for Zegers on the power play, depending on what you think of Kuzmenko and Hironik. 
Could Trevor Zegers make any kind of sense for your Vancouver Canucks, Kyle? There's also that that side of Anaheim possibly not even wanting him based on player type, right? That's what I'm kind of hearing from the assumptions that some of the other hockey talkers are saying, right? He doesn't fit that play style, right? And you, if you hear those things and you bring up the Vancouver Canucks, you think about Rick Tockett, and it's like, why would he want anything to do with that? And my answer to that is, Tockett's a smart guy. He can right away see that that guy is highly skilled. And he can also hone in on the fact that the coaching staff, the leadership within that organization can alter the course of players. Look at Brock Besser. Look at Brock Besser. That guy's a two-way stud right now. His compete, doing the most. Uh, look at that goal that Quinn Hughes scored last night. Uh, rewind the tape 90 seconds backwards. Who, who keeps the puck in? Brock Besser, doing the most, competing. I think this organization believes that they can teach that to players who may not be tapping into that. And let, let's say this as well. Trevor Zegers plays on the Ducks. Who, who does he look up to on that roster? Which allows him to, you know, set the tone and not learn being a young player. You get what I'm saying? It's different out there. Adam, Hon- Adam Henrique. <laughs> Again, is Trevor Zegers coming to Vancouver? I don't know. But is Trevor Zegers coming to Vancouver? Maybe. Yeah, so he, he, the thing with Trevor Zegers for me is that you know, there's intrigue in terms of having him as your second line center. I think, you know, what concerns me about it is, is kind of twofold. One is that, you know, I think the Zegers issue in Anaheim is very similar to the Andre Kuzmego situation mm-hmm. in Vancouver, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have two guys who are pretty su- supremely talented offensively. Like, actually, I think I would say Zegers and Kuzmenko, not even so much underrated, but just two of the best playmakers in the game. Uh, maybe not in terms of points, but in terms of like the flash, the razzle-dazzle that they bring on a night-to-night basis. Uh, but both players seemingly drive their coaches nuts as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I talked with Zegers, you know, being more bought in defensively in Anaheim this season, which is a good thing, but obviously not enough to maybe turn the tide in Anaheim, right? And that's coming as his, his offensive production. But the thing about Zegers and Kuzmenko is that I don't think both players could be on the Canucks. No I way. Think not on the same time. Not at all. You're trading for Zegers. It involves shipping Kuzmenko out, whether mm-hmm. it's in the same trade mm-hmm. or something else. Now, let's say it's, I don't know, Kuzmenko in a second for Zegers. I don't think the Anaheim would do that. No way. Um, but let's, yeah, even even Kuzmenko in a first. Let's, or let's just talk about Kuzmenko for Zegers. Kuzmenko's making $5.5 million for the next two seasons. Zegers, five point eight for the next three seasons. But Zegers is 22 years old. Kuzmenko is, is 27 going on 28. So yeah. you talked about five-year age gap between the players. Zegers obviously has more room to grow. Broke into the NHL at a pretty young age. It's already his fourth NHL season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if there was a way to get Kuzmenko out and Zegers in and you're not maybe paying that first-round pick, then, then I think that's something that would be interesting with Canucks. But I think if you're the Ducks, like, you're going to want at least a first-round pick. Are, I mean, you draft this guy ninth overall. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I think it's intrigue. I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the Canucks. I think the acquisition price is going to be too high. And I can see Zegers driving talking just as nuts as Kuzmenko does. Yeah, that's why you can't have both of them on the same team. And that's why I think this move is not happening if it does happen this season. It's just too hard to come up with. Unless, again, you're swapping Kuzmenko for Zegers, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just an easy transition. This all being said, this is something that I can see happening maybe in the offseason. And it's not even to play that part full-time as a second-line center. It's 
more just having like top end talent who just like JT Miller can play multiple positions. And that's another way yeah. how you can surround Patterson with skill no matter what. Because, you know, yeah. you, you you press buttons throughout a season, you change things up, and one day it's the lotto line, and then one day it's a really elite Elias Pettersson playing with Zegris, you know what I'm saying? After being coached by talking and being around the guys, like that sounds pretty lethal and fun and exciting as well. Again, is this going to happen? No. But is this going to happen? Maybe. We're talking about Rutherford and Alvin. And, I, again, I, I, I want to touch on it, man. This whole... This whole uh, transformation of Brock Besser, man, into a complete hockey player that exudes effort on every shift. Like, that is powerful. That's impactful. That's, again, doing the most, man. This season is magical, bro. Uh, let's, let's go to the comments, okay? We got Junior. Again, I'm naming my dog, my next puppy, when I get a new puppy in, like, seven years, eight years, maybe 20 years, okay? Who knows how long a Loki will be around for. Hopefully, hopefully forever. Anyways, he's saying cut some corners. And make it happen. Now, when he's talking about corners, is he talking about, you know, get rid of a first-round pick? You know what? Maybe they want Puck Coles in two or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Cut some corners and make it happen. Uh, what's the what's the very most you're willing to give up? Like, let's say it's – because do you think Kuzmenko has value? 39 goals last year. Still really good. Got, got some point totals this year. He's not horrible. He's not horrible. He's got more points than Zegers. You know, he, do you think he has value? And if he doesn't have value, what on top of him are you willing to give away at the most to get Zegers? Yeah, you know, honestly, I I, I have paused when I think about Kuzmenko going a first for Zegers, but I, I wouldn't do it. But it, it it makes me think, right? Because again, you're getting a player five years younger, mm-hmm. similar skill set. But that is a premium to pay, right? A first-round pick and Kuzmenko scored 39 goals last season for a guy that got seven points in 20 games. Seems kind of ludicrous. Um, so, yeah, I I don't think I'm willing to pay a price that Anaheim is willing to ask to, to answer your question short there, Kyle. Wow. Um, again, I think, that's, I think there's intrigue in Zegers, but that's it's just going to be a lot to pay for a player who is, is flawed. He's a heavily flawed player, right? He's super exciting. Like, just thinking of a, a, a Canucks roster in, in two years' time that has... <laughs> Pedersen, Lakaramaki, Zegers. Like, this is a freaking Harlem, the Harlem Canucks. Hoagland, Hoaglander, Quinn Hughes. Yeah, Hoaglander. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of excitement there. And yeah, I, I don't know. If, if maybe if they had some extra draft picks to spare, I, I'd be willing to do yeah, it. Maybe bro, like, you're uh, playing it safe, man. These are the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. You know what? I don't see it happening this season, but, mainly because of like his defensive liabilities. And they're already having a tough time with the Kuzmenko thing. Like, you only want at minimum, at, and at the same time, at the most, one of those guys in the lineup, game in and game yeah. out. That's a, that just not one, only... one frustrating top yeah. six player who's offensively inclined. Yeah, yeah exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for me, for the Canucks again, we're we're talking about them winning the cup, right? And I think Zegris, I don't know if he's necessarily helping them win a cup and going to the ground of the playoffs, right? I mean, that's why I've talked about guys like Boone Jenner. I mean, I even brought up Adam Henrique, right? I don't yeah. know if Adam Henrique's the answer, but, like, that's a guy who's been oh. in the cup final who kind of does the 200-foot game, does it all. Almost the exact same McCaffrey as Zegers. He's at 5.8 right now. So, I mean, that's a guy that's obviously way less sexy than Zegers. No offense to Adam Henrique. Not saying he's a bad-looking dude or anything, um, but that's a guy who could make some sense for the Canucks as well. This guy went from Trevor Zegers to Adam Henrique, A to Z. Real quick. Now let's go to the comments. L. Jim says, a late first is next to worthless in terms of game changers. 
Yo, this is what I'm saying, man. Trevor Beggs coming off the top cocky as F on this episode, okay? Uh, look at what we're talking about on today's episode. Tyler Myers, better than Philip Peronic, and dude, the, the Penguins, they're jealous <laughs> of us? What? And now we have this guy saying a uh, late first. Don't matter. Bro, long late first at Goose Manko, though. Long, long term game. Like, again, let's get the cup this year, but let's make sure this team that hasn't done it for a decade implements the notion that we also got to be good for a long time. Late first round picks still matter. And I think if you're yeah. trading a first round pick to get a game changer, and let's say Zegers is a, is a game changer, I don't think there's enough time to implement the Tocket way, the Canuck way. Uh, the effort, you know, all that's all that, all those things. Like, I don't think there's enough time between now and the playoffs to get that to happen again. That's why I see something like this, a project type of move that's high end, happen in the off season. Anyways, Begsy, Lockdown Canucks, Kyle Bowen, doing our thing, man. Again, so much love in the air right now for the Vancouver Canucks. Are people feeling like themselves? Shout out to the hockey team. Shout out to the, your spirits. Uh, this is real, uh, Begsy. Who we shouting out before we get to the other side? All right, who is shouting out? That's a great question. I got to check it out. The one thing I should mention as well is that Zegers actually got injured recently, and head coach is going to be out for a while. So when you talk about getting him implemented to the Canucks roster, wow, yeah, pretty we just hard wasted to do 13 injured, minutes so. of everyone's time, dude. We're never going to get those 13 minutes back, man. But I mean, theoretically, we're talking about adding Zegers for a playoff run, right? So uh, I don't think it's wasted. Or in the offseason. And I think it, long-term. Uh, yeah, exactly. Locked on Canucks. Long-term, dude. We long-term thinking. Long-term Canucks. I mean, locked-on Canucks. Okay, let's go, baby. Uh, let's get to the other side, talking about the sexiest player in the NHL. Uh, before I do that, I'm going to shout out FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app, it's so easy to use, and there's many different ways to bet, like with live same-game parlays, find bets in the newest sports app, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. And before I wrap up this read, I wanted to check out the Vancouver Canucks Stanley Cup odds on FanDuel. Apparently, they were the 13th best team in the NHL. Well, guess what, Kyle? They're now the 12th best team in the NHL. These haters, the 12th man. 12th best odds to win the Cup. Come on, FanDuel. What Come are you on, doing? Bro. Uh, but some good value there. The Canucks plus 2200 to win the Stanley Cup, uh, meaning a $10 bet would return you 220 bucks. Not wow, bad. Dude. Not bad. I'm so what do you bet on NFL, on NHL? I said I'm going to put a there million. There you go, on man. Them. You're going to be a, a million. Nice. Yeah, there we go. go. Gamble with the life savings like our friend Tambier. Well. Uh, whatever bet you're making, make sure you go do do so on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We back, we back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. One love to FanDuel. Still getting a shout-out this, this late into the episode. I love it. Anyways, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, doing our thing. And, I don't know, dreaming, assuming, talking about Trevor Zegers. A to Z so quick with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, some people, a lot of people, don't want Trevor Zegers, okay? It doesn't make a lot of sense this season, and, and I'm with that. Uh, the Canucks need a bigger, a bigger forward with some grit, not a player who can only score lacrosse style goals. Yo, look, what if in like 10 years, it's normal, like very normal. I think people think it's normal now, but you know how a one-timer goes top shelf? What if there's just like, I don't know, 10 lacrosse goals a week? We don't know-ish, man. We're 30 years old. The future is different. 
that's, that's that's the way the game's going, right? I mean, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, there'll always be a place for physicality in hockey, though. And I know I, Jimmy appreciate you commenting, and we've seen those comments before, right? Jimmy wants a power forward, and you know, I I, I maybe not. I, I think there's intrigue with Zegras, but I would prefer a guy like I mentioned yesterday. Every day is probably no Boone Jenner. Boone, Boone Jenner would be a guy who I I think oh would be a fantastic for the Ducks for a playoff. I'm, I'm gonna keep bringing him up too. I just, bro, honestly, I just thought of the craziest thing ever, man. I was going to say, you should name your next son Boone whenever that happens, right? Boone Beggs. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that name from my Boone future Beggs. son, Boone Bowen. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. That is something else, man. We figuring out life on Lockdown Canucks. And I'm figuring out this. I can't believe this just happened, okay? The disrespect that I've been spewing Tyler Myers for years and years and days and days and days and days, and days it's slowly disappearing. Uh, but at the same time, I feel as if I'm disrespecting him even more day by day. Day by day, I'm sorry because I never knew this. Is this true? Uh, Junior is telling us that Myers, in 41 games this season, has 18 points and is a plus 16, aka if the Canucks move him at the deadline, he's probably worth the first. <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe maybe not quite that much based on the cap hit, but. Uh... Yeah, Tyler Myers, man. Like, this might be the biggest miracle, the biggest accomplishment of Rick Tockett, Sergey Gonter, Adam Foote, and this coaching staff is resurrecting Tyler Myers' career. Look, I think we've still seen those moments out there where, you know, he's bobbling the puck and he's not making the smartest play right now. But, man, oh, man, Tyler Myers. Okay, last year, I, I'm going to bring up the athletic player card quickly. Last year, Tyler Myers had negative value. It's, it showed his, his salary being six point uh, six million dollars, and him and his uh, and him being worth like negative six hundred thousand or something no, he like sucked. that. Like, he sucked. He was one of the worst. His value was like negative six point six or negative six point nine. Nice, negative six point nine million dollars. Right, like, he it was, was ridiculous. Lu- he had negative value. He was Luca Spiza. A Spiza, dude. He was worse than Spiza. Like Myers was brutal. And this season, we see a guy who. You know, smarter on the boards. He's defending the middle of the ice better. He's got more support. Holy. So it shows that. I think Tyler Myers, in the right system, is a better hockey player than what we've given him credit for uh, during his time in this market. And now look at his market value this season. No, not $6 million, okay? But $2.6 million, okay? So a high-end third pairing, yeah. maybe even a low-end second pairing defenseman, right? And that's kind of what we've seen from Myers this season. Like, to me, that $2.6 million market value makes sense for what we've seen from Myers. Again, lots of time on the penalty kill laying the body, putting up some points as well. Tyler Myers had two goals in like 100-plus games entering the season. Now he has three goals in the season. So, <laughs> so much that I loved about Tyler Myers, man. And, and, and Tyler Kyle, am I wrong? Is this not the biggest miracle, wow. the biggest accomplishment of this coaching staff so far? You know what? In life, man, I don't mind getting proven wrong, especially by those uh, you know, those that I respect, those that I want the most from, right, a.k.a. the Vancouver Canucks. So if they're going to shove it up our rear end when we talk ish about them, so what? It is what it is. Thank you very much. I like it there. What? I like being proven wrong, okay? Wow. I like being proven wrong uh, by players on the Canucks. And again, I don't know how I didn't mention games ago that this, again, was one of the biggest miracles. Because you're right. You spewing that little spiel made the most sense in the world. The Vancouver Canucks are a much better team. And Tyler Myers producing a miracle is a big reason for that. And he's only able to produce that miracle because he's doing less. A.K.A. playing less. But ultimately, again, doing less. Why is he doing less? Maybe talk has gotten to him. But... Simple math, okay? Simple physics. Simple calculations. Again, he's playing less. And Begsy, to slap you in the face, uh, what's what's the word? To slap you in the face, okay? Metaphorically. This is a big reason why I don't want Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronick to ever be split up. I don't want to 
even take the chance that minutes would be more shared throughout all the pairings. Because that's what you ultimately do when you're now, you, you know what I'm saying? If you split those guys up, it's just asking for way too much. In the playoffs, you need pillars. Like, pillars have won before in the past. You know, those guys who play 26, 27, 28 minutes a game in April all the way to June. And Philip Ronick and Quinn Hughes, they've shown so much chemistry. Yeah, they've been not the same like they were for an extended period of time in October and November. But in the last two games, and the last three games, they're back. They've shown that they're back. And if they're able to keep that the whole way through and then ride those guys with more minutes, it allows guys, not only guys like Tyler Myers to play less, but all these other guys that on other teams may not actually be top four defensive because we're t- still talking about Ian Cole, Carson Susie, Tyler Myers, Nikita Zadorov, and Noah Juleson. Not one of those guys is arguably like known to be a top four defenseman. You know what I'm saying? So maybe we just need to yeah. ride the top two. Yeah. It's, it seems very much like the Pittsburgh Penguins circa 2016-2017, doesn't it, right? Uh, a lot of guys don't scream top four, but uh, they got the job done collectively. Uh, man, there's a couple of points I wanted to bring up there. I think first and foremost, if you split up Hughes and Hironic, I could see Myers playing even less hockey potentially, right? Okay. Because with Hughes and Hironic, Myers is sometimes your second pairing defenseman, right? Now, I think there's kind of like a 2A, 2B pair there, right? Between, um, what what was it recently? We had Zadorov, Juleson. That was probably more of a third pair last night. Uh, but in general, it, it seems like there's been a 2A, 2B. Um, so I, I don't know. If you split up Hughes and Hironic, I think Tyler Myers is kind of locked in as your third pairing defenseman, right? Um, but regardless, again, like I look at what's happened this season and and to me, he almost seems like Brandon Sutter 2.0 in a way, right? What? And the reason I say that is because with Brandon Sutter, again, same thing, five-year deal. It was a mistake from the get-go, but it seemed, it seemed like the sentiment around Brandon Sutter changed towards the end of that contract. Like the end of Brandon Sutter's contract was that COVID season. He had nine goals in 40-something games. I think we were starting to respect what he could bring defensively to the table. It was a bad season, so I think maybe Sutter looked better than he actually was. Holy um, But now we're in a similar situation with Myers. He signs that five-year deal, gets chastised to the entire contract, rightly so. Now we're at the end of the contract. You're just like, do you bring this guy back on a, like a one, a $1 million, $2 per-year deal? I mean, that's what happened with Sutter. Could you see the same thing happening with Myers? I don't know. Like, that... That, to me, actually seems impossible now because of how he's playing this season. Dude, we saw Eric Goodman. He's not making six mil. But he might be making four. Oh, I'd be surprised, but you never know. Okay, you know what? Again, I'm gonna, we got to put this on a T-shirt. Look at these stats, bro. Look at these stats. He's still got, like, the name still got some pedigree, you know? Like, Eric Goodbranson signed for $4 yeah. million. Luke Shen signed for, like, three three plus, you know? So yeah, Tyler t- Myers is also going to be 34 on February 1st here. Um, I guarantee somebody's going to offer him two years at $8 million, two years at nine, something like that. No, no way. No if, way. If he finishes the season with 40 points and is a is a two. plus 30, like you don't think one team, like Eric Goodbranson got a four-year deal worth $16 million. Yeah, Goodbranson at the time was around 30, though, right? Like, no, true, 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 what, 34 true, true, is a bit true, different, right? True, true, true. I can see Tyler Myers getting like the, an Ian Cole contract, maybe not a one year, but even a two year. Like a no, two you're year, right. Six million. I forgot 34 was a new 40, you know? I forgot. Yeah, you know why? Yeah. You know why I forgot? Because you and I are there, man. Unbelievable, man. Yo, honestly, shout out to everyone on Locked on Canucks. You know, more, subscri- more subscribers, the ups are happy. Who knows? Down the road, maybe, just maybe. More money, and if that's the case, I'm going to Turkey because again, I'm getting older. The hairs, the hairs, flying away, dude. It's flying away. So I need to fly to Turkey to get the job done. And 
I want to get there knowing that it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the people at Locked On Canucks. For real, man. Shout out to I'm all gonna the come, listeners. I'm going I'm, I'm to come with you, bro. Oh, dude, we're both getting it, you. man. Shout out, yeah. to, <laughs> shout out to you and you and you and you. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks doing the most, and uh, the people, again, I'll say for the third time, everyone is starting to feel as if they're themselves again in our universe, yep. and I'm blessed. Let's go. Uh, one last thing I want to mention on Myers is he's played all 41 games so far. If he plays another 41, if he plays all 82 games to the Canucks, he will hit 1,000 games at the 82-game mark. So Unbelievable. shout out to Big Sexy. I, let's, let's bring back that nickname, man. Tyler Myers is Big Sexy, buddy. Let's go. Big Sexy, Let's go. dude. Sexiest I wish, guy. I wish they called me what? Big Sexy back in the day. Big Sexy B. Hmm. Not yeah. Too bad no one called you that, eh? I've never been called sexy in my life, man. Ah, uh, that's not true. I've been called nice. <laughs> He's a nice boy. Uh, let, let's talk about some nice boys on the other side, and they, and they are Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford. Uh, but before I do that, I got a shout out, Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about, a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a, de a decade. That is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if Kyle or what if or someone else I love got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jay's Medical. The Jay's case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jaysmedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed at a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Okay, okay, we back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs, Big Daddy Beggs, Father Beggs. Uh, wasn't able to hit up the post-game show last night. And that's because, again, he was out in the woods looking for a cow so he could bring it home and feed his family. I'm telling you, this guy's the second best dad in the world. I got to ask you this question. Life's been crazy. How you doing? Whew, I'm doing I'm doing good, man. I'm actually the third best dad because Ooh. you always say your dad's number one and then uh, Shiraz, uh, oh, you mentioned yeah. the other day, is number two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the third best dad now. I don't have the handlebar mustache to go with uh, – other dad stuff. I, you could I do got. it though, man. You could do it if you were confident. Begsy, man. Okay, honestly, as we get older, I want you to know that you're still allowed to be confident, man. You may not be able to be young. Thanks, buddy. But you're allowed to be confident. Anyways, I'm confident that Begsy's on to something, okay? He's starting to compare. Okay, I can't even I can't even say this out loud without laughing, okay? We get too cocky, okay? Uh, we starting to compare ourselves, and he's starting to compare what's happening with the Canucks, potentially to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, you look at the organization, at the top, the leadership. Heck, you look at the players. <laughs> A lot of Penguins on this team, and now you're asking yourself, uh, does the people in Pittsburgh, like, does Mario Lemieux miss Rutherford and Alvin? Like, did they screw up and not promote Alvin? You got what I'm saying? 
it's kind of seeming like that right now, right? And, you know, Rutherford obviously plays a part in it too. And, and Rutherford left the Penguins. It wasn't like he left the Penguins or shared the Canucks, right? He left the Penguins to be with his family more and he was dealing with health issues. Um, so it's a different situation. But man, oh man, I do wonder if the Pittsburgh Penguins, who I know analytically it says they should be better than they are, but they're really right around the wildcard race. Mm-hmm. They missed the playoffs last season. Uh, they fire Hextall. You know, I think that was a decision at the time, and maybe Alvin wasn't ready for it. It's like, should you have kept up? Should you have hired Alvin instead of Hextall? Because I don't know if people remember necessarily, but Alvin was interim general manager for about two weeks mm-hmm. uh, from that time Rutherford left to when they hired Hextall. So it's like, dang, maybe you should have just promoted from within with Alvin. Because lo and behold, you look at the Canucks and they made the moves, right? The big moves, like Philip Peronik, Philip Peronik and Bo Horvat out, the death pieces, they're all hidden. And it's like in Pittsburgh, I know with Dubas, Dubas is a bit different, but like the Ryan Graves signing hasn't worked out so far. I think that the Eric Carlson trade was a good piece of work, not just the trade itself, but getting rid of some bad salary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, oh man, the Pittsburgh Penguins kind of just win the one, lose one even recently. The roster's kind of so-so. Um, some of the free agent signings haven't worked out. I think Noel Atari was another bad one so far. It's just like, damn. Do the Pittsburgh Penguins still wish they had Alvin and Rutherford? If I were the Penguins, I would certainly wish that was the case. Yeah, I mean, Alvin has proven to be pretty good at pro acquisition and also rebuilding on the fly. Dude, like eight months ago, we're talking about kind of like blow it up. Like there's even a portion of the fan base that was like, dude, trade Miller too. Hank and trade Miller. You know what I'm saying? So Alvin knows what he's doing now pittsburgh is still a team equipped with malkin latang and crosby champions okay we've been, we've been talking a lot about champions on this show not because we are the champions but hey a lot of people in the building have been those same champions and that's why i can't really doubt pittsburgh the whole way through i gotta kind of respect them until game 82 uh, this is a team that didn't make the playoffs on game 82 in fact because they didn't florida did and boom you saw what happened i think they're ultimately still not only like in the like obviously they're in the wild card race, but I think they're still like a favorite. They got Crosby doing his thing, still playing well, still respect the Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, Dubis, man, Dubis. This guy, I don't know about him, man. This is this is huge, man. But at the same time, if this season falters for the Penguins, you got to give this guy time because he walked into a weird situation. It's like not easy, not simple. You know, we're talking about. Not yeah. necessarily big egos, but big legacy. There's there's a lot to a lot of work to do there, but it's kind of hard to do the biggest parts, you know, or move the biggest parts. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I it's too early to tell on Dubis and and you know whether Dubis or Alvin is a better GM. Uh, although our, our our buddy, former lockdown host Nick Bondi, would definitely say that uh, you know Kyle Dumbass isn't a very great GM. Uh, that's again Nick Bondi's words, not mine. Oh, um, come on, man. But. You know, Alvin versus Hextall, I mean, that's like okay. clear as day. Like, can, Hextall can I say made some something? pretty bad moves as Pets GM. That's what Pittsburgh gets, though. I know this is a Canuck show, but come on. This is like some good hockey conversation, and this is a, a lesson that everyone needs to learn, okay? You got to stay loyal. You got to stay loyal to, loyal to your bros. And this guy's like, well, the Pittsburgh, Mario Lemieux's like, you know what? We don't need Alvin. We need a, a former Philadelphia Flyer legend. Yeah. Dude, that's like the Canucks being like, instead of hiring Alvin, they hired Ryan Smith. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, straight oh, up, Dark dude. times, man. Dark times. Oh, man. Um, so they, yeah. they deserve what they're getting right now. And shout out to Alvin and Rutherford. Uh, uh, dude, if the Canucks win a Stanley Cup this season, even though they haven't been here for a very long time, obviously they would get a lot of credit. But I feel as if it would even be warranted somewhat of a documentary, okay? Because... Trevor, we should do an episode this week looking back at the roster 12 months ago. Not not 24 months ago, 12 months ago. And the fact that they've kind of nailed on so much of their pro acquisitions within the depth positions of this organization at the rate that they're doing it in doesn't show us that they're being lucky. <laughs> These guys are crazy. They're good. And they're also champions. Like back-to-back champions not too long ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm amazed. I don't think this is lucky, though. Again, I don't think this is lucky at all. No, and we're halfway there, and uh, Canucks are rocking and rolling, and I know neither of you or I thought we'd be there. Uh, yeah, quick stat from uh, Junior. Thanks for commenting. Yeah, jo- Dakota Joshua. Holy, another empty net goal last night. 20 points in 40 games, plus 14, <laughs> 11 goals. Like Rick Tocca called the last season. Holy. This guy had the ability to score 20 goals, and half of this season, he's he's on that pace. So incredible stuff from the entire <laughs> roster. One last thing I want to say before we got out of here. Again, playing around with the Athletics player cards. Tyler Myers' value, we mentioned, is 2.6 million. Trevor Zegers is 2.2. So maybe the trade is, you know, Zegers for Tyler Myers. Or Dakota Joshua (laughs) for Trevor Zegers. Holy. I mean, we talk about pro acquisitions. We're talking about Dakota Joshua playing on a like an average blues team and not even playing a lot. But for the guy for Alvin and Rutherford to pick a guy like that and to see this amount of output is again, not lucky. They got skill, dog. Like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing to the point that remember when Rutherford was on the like this. That's how cocky this team was. That's how confident Rutherford was. Like he had no problem going on the radio in Vancouver, just talking the most ish about some of its team's employees. Right away, Joe sucks. Dude. Yeah, seriously, it was uh, crazy, crazy times in Vancouver. I guess we're almost a year about the Boudreaux fire too. Yeah, uh, yeah. There we go. We got to hey, Nick Bonnie is in the chat. He's actually Jimmy. What? Uh, funny times. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, let's get Anyways, out of here. Barely, barely, okay, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Uh, commenter there was saying Kyle Dubas with the worst GM in the league. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure about that. Although I'm not quite sure who the worst GM is anymore. Now that Betting, Dorian are gone, Hextall is gone. I'd have to think about that. A Bradtree Living might actually get a few votes, uh, but uh, no Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Go Canucks, man. Go Canucks, man. Go Canucks, go. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Patrick Levine, best GM in the NHL. Rick talking best head coach in the NHL. Your Vancouver Canucks, the best goddamn team in the yeah. NHL. I don't care what the standings say. But I got to do out of show with the everydayers, occasional listeners, first time listeners, new subscribers, and those of you who join us on the live show. We love each and every one of you and your dogs too. Uh, coming up, we're going to preview the Pittsburgh Penguins, Vancouver Canucks, the actual game. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Might talk about some more second line center targets. Definitely going to talk about the lotto line and their success. And we'll do a couple other deep dives because that's what we love to do here on Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bauer. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Go Canucks. Go home of the West Coast bias. Man, oh man, can't get enough. Peace. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.